Hey, this is Jared Easley from the Podcast Movement and the Star of the Doubts Podcast, and you're listening to The 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Ilunga. This is episode number 11, and today we talk about how to build a raving community. Here we go. Welcome to The 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Jan here from the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast with the 11th episode of the show. What a great episode and what a great guest we have here today. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And we're going to get some tips on how to build a raving community. And if you're out there, you need a community. Whatever you are doing, whether you're a blogger, you're a podcaster, you're a small business owner, really, whatever it is that you're doing, you need a raving community. And we're going to get some tips to help us get started with that. Or if you already have a community, you're also going to get some tips on how you can really engage it even more and, and even grow it. And before I tell you more about today's guest, let me take a second to thank today's sponsor. Being from Switzerland, I know quite a lot about Swiss army knives and time. I mean, after all, Switzerland is the country of watches, right? When it comes to social media, Social Oomph is my Swiss army knife. With Social Oomph, I can put my social media marketing on autopilot and I can focus on networking and building valuable connections. Schedule tweets, track keywords, manage Facebook and LinkedIn profiles, groups, pages. Social Oomph does it all. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash socialoomph to get Social Oomph for free or even snatch the free 7-day trial for Social Oomph Pro at 360entrepreneur.net slash socialoomph. Okay, today we're joined by Jared Easley. He's the host of the Started Out podcast. He's the co-founder of the number one podcasting conference, the podcast movement, which is going to take place this year in the summer from July 31st to August 2nd in Fort Worth, Texas. And he's also the author of the book, Podcasting Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration. So Jared is here with us today and he has so many golden nuggets for all of us. Like always, you find the links with the show notes to everything Jared and I cover in this episode at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 11. That's 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 11. Here is how to build a raving community with Jared Isley. Hey everybody, I'm here with a very special guest and I'm super excited because I'm a fan of his podcast. I've read his book and we're going to hear more about both today and much, much more. And we're going to hear more about how to build a raving community and the importance of collaboration for your podcast and your business. And my guest today is the co-founder of the podcast movement, is an author and is the host of Starve the Doubts podcast. A podcast that if you're interested in learning how successful entrepreneurs and high achievers overcome self-doubt, you really have to listen. And this podcast has also been mentioned as the number one emerging entrepreneurial podcast on both entrepreneur.com and the Affington Post. And it's, I'm so excited to welcome on the show, Jared Easley. Hey, Jared, how's it going? Jan, I am thrilled to be a part of the 360 Entrepreneur 
movement, the, the nation, <laughs> man. This is a great group, and I'm excited to be a part of this today. Thank you. Man, thank you for accepting my invitation. First and foremost, Jared, I have to thank you for everything that you do. Really, the list is so long. You know, the podcast movement, your book, Starve the Doubts, the Business Podcast Summit that you've organized uh, in the, at the beginning of this year. Jared, you're a very busy man and you're really creating value for you know, the podcaster world and entrepreneur. So thank you so much for everything that you do, man. Well, I, I hope this is encouraging to anyone who's listening because I just really got started with all of this about two years ago. And before that, I was just a project manager. And then now, you know, I'm doing some things that you mentioned and that's really uh, a lot of people appreciate and seem to have an impact. And I hope that again is, is encouraging to someone who's listening saying, I, I'm not sure where I can begin. I'm not sure what impact I can have. Uh, if, if you can be willing to test some things and be willing to get good advice and take steps in a short amount of time, you can have, uh, just a, a complete 180, not a 360, but a 180 <laughs> where you can be moving in a, in a positive direction that uh, greatly increases your influence. And the greater you increase your influence, the more that you can really help people. And the more that you become successful, the more opportunities you have to give back. And so I, I really hope that this <laughs> this conversation today and, and the things that have happened up to this point are a source of inspiration and encouragement to someone who's listening. They're just thinking, man, I, you know, I want to do something big and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that next step is. Jared, I have to tell you that, you know, it sounds so crazy that you started just a couple of years ago because you've really done so many great things. You know, as I said, the, the conferences, the book, your podcast. And let's start with your podcast, Started Out. I gave a short intro. It has been uh, mentioned as the number one emerging entrepreneur in a podcast on Entrepreneur and the Huffington Post. And you have welcomed incredible guests like Seth Godin, Guy Kawasaki, Michael Hyatt, and many, many more. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what they can expect from Starve the Doubts if you know they want to, if they're looking for a new podcast to listen to? <laughs> well, Starve the Doubts started out as a podcast that was just an interview-based show, and there's a lot of interview-based shows. And interview-based shows are fantastic, and I definitely encourage people to uh, not only listen to them, but maybe even consider having one down the road. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, I was on uh, the same wavelength of thinking, you know, I wanted to have conversations with people who had success and who had navigated self-doubt. And I wasn't sure what my podcast was going to be about, Jan. I was trying to just, you know, figure out the best topic and the best way to approach it. And and I didn't have a better answer. And I just thought, okay, this phrase, star of the doubts, it stuck with me. Someone had shared that with me when I was younger. And for me, it was, I had a lot of self-doubt about starting a show, about being an entrepreneur, about what to do. Maybe I can learn that from other people. So I wish there was a better background story to why and how that got started. But that, that really is it. It was, I need to have a podcast. I need to mm -hmm. interview people. I need a creative name. Let's just go with this. And I had people tell me, Jan, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, you may not end up sticking with that. That kind of sounds a little cheesy, a little motivational. <laughs> you know, I don't know how well that's going to do. I had all types of comments. And then I had people criticize me when I had guests on the show that said, oh, you have a great guest on your show, but then you ask them a question that, you know, just seems kind of trivial and unimportant. And, and one of the reasons they, they said that is I, I ask questions that are more icebreaker type questions, John, where mm -hmm. I'll ask someone like Seth Godin, um, instead of, Hey, tell me about what you're working on. I'll say, what was the best concert you've ever been to? Mm -hmm. And and they answer that question. I always think that's kind of interesting. And the, the mindset there is, 
if I have a little bit of icebreakers with them, uh, for one, it kind of loosens them up and, and not everyone asks them the same questions like that. And then we, we dive into some deeper stuff where you always have already have a little bit of a rapport there when you start talking about something that's just not straight up business, not straight up uh, career type or profession type stuff right out of the gate. So that, that's why I tried that. And again, that was just testing something. Y'all. I didn't know if that was going to work, if that was going to be terrible. And some people love it. And some people <laughs> just don't like it at all. And the people that don't like it but really like the show, they just skip past that and go more into the meat of the interview. But yeah, I started out, started just because I didn't know what else to do and I didn't want to blog. And I, I thought, okay, I can podcast and less people are podcasting. So let's go there. And I'm so glad I did, Jan, because just two years later, not even, it's been almost two years, my life has completely changed. And now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, there's been some challenges along the way and there's been uh, some frustrating times and some uh, times where I wanted to give up. But I've realized in this <laughs> process that, that you just... <sighs> You have to take steps. You have to be smart about that. But the people who tend to have uh, some wins and have progress are the people who are who are doing. I heard one time, uh, you know, if you're thinking about soccer or, or football, mm-hmm. you have to get in the game to win. No one wins if you're sitting on the yeah. sideline, right? And so that's that's an encouraging word for the listener today is get in the game. And even if it's not perfect, you learn as you go. And you learn what works and what doesn't. But you try to get good advice on that. But that's something that's really played a role in, in me t- continuing to make moves and, and make decisions that are hopefully wise is I'm not afraid to, to try something. I'm not afraid to get that feedback. And not everything works. There's plenty of things I can tell you that didn't work. But I'm sure we'll talk more about some of this in the interview. But started out, started out just as a podcast, just a simple podcast. And then it grew into uh, opportunities that opened doors for me to start businesses and uh, dream a little bit bigger. But none of that would have happened had I not hit record. I love it, Jared. You know, thank you, first of all, for sharing your your story with us. And I think it's really an inspiration for all those who are listening and maybe, you know, are really considering, should I take action? Should I not? Should I start my own blog? Should I start a podcast? What am I going to podcast about? All these things that you've told us about, you know, that are really important and, you know, nice questions that one asks himself or herself about everything. I think it, it's good to really go through this process. And as you said, the important part is really starting out and then you can always tweak things, you can always change things. So it's definitely good to follow your your footsteps and, and really try if you guys have been thinking about starting a podcast. I really hope that Jared and I can convince you in, in really taking those first steps into starting a podcast. And one of the, of the resources uh, you have provided, and I think it's great for all the podcasters or, you know, as Paris uh, podcasters out there, it's your book, Podcasting Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration. And I have to tell you, I checked the price on Amazon before we started this interview, and the Kindle version, it sold for, for less than two bucks, which is unbelievable. So guys, if you want to make a very good investment, the probably the best two bucks you can spend, it's by purchasing Jared's book because you really talk about podcasting, not not only the kind of technical side, you know, equipment, setting up, the format, whatever, but you also talk about practical strategies for growing the audience and you talk a lot about collaboration. So Jared, why do you think collaboration is so critical for both a business and a podcast? What, what I've learned, Jan, is when I try to create a product or try to do something in business that's focused on me and focused on my ego 
and my victory, it won't work. Mm-hmm. It will fail. And what, what happens when you instead focus on your ideal customer or the person that you want to do business with or the person that you want to serve, when you make your project or your product or your business focus completely on those people, that's when people start to care. Think about that, Jan. I mean, a lot of a lot of folks, they're happy for you. Oh, Jan's doing good. He's got a podcast. Mm-hmm. He's teaching people how to blog. But most people just don't care unless you make it about them. Mm-hmm. If you make it about them, then their interest increases. And so that's my encouragement, again, to everyone out there is, is make it about other people. Talk about your ideal customer. You know, mention them by name. That stuff goes a long way. Tell stories about people in your network that are, you know, people that you want to do business with or that you are doing business with. And then you tweet them or you email them, say, hey, on this latest blog post or this latest podcast episode, I mentioned you. I mentioned how you talked about this and, and how that impacted me and how that can be an encouragement to others. That will cause other people to really get excited. And, and what happens is over time, Jan, as you start to include other people in the message that you're sharing and you make it about them, they get excited about that. They talk Mm -hmm. about that. They say, man, Jan is an amazing guy. I really like Jan. And then another person says, Jan is the man. Jan is fantastic. (laughs) And then you get several people starting to say that. What happens, Jan, when other people are saying we love Jan, then the rest of the crowd will start to hear that. They'll, they'll start to listen to that. If it's just you saying, hey, check out me, check out my podcast, check out my blog, you might get a little attention, but for the most part, you won't make a big dent or have a big impact. But if other people are saying, we love Yawn, then the masses start to think, well, what is it about this Yawn character? Because I keep hearing about Yawn. Mm-hmm. I need to go look and see what Yawn is doing. The only way that you ever get to that point, Jan, is you have to serve people first. You have to notice them first. And I talked about that in the book. Uh, while I'm talking about a podcast, it could it's not limited to a podcast. It could be anything you're doing mm-hmm. in your business. The more you focus and you notice your ideal customer or you notice the people that you're doing business with, the more rapport is built. And then that, over time, creates reciprocity where they're wanting to get back to you because they love you. They appreciate you. You've noticed them. You've uh, not made it about you. You've made it about them. And when you make it about them, over time, people appreciate that and they say, I want to uh, give back. Hey, let me tell you about Jan. Let me let me share with you what Jan's doing. And enough people start to say that. You build an army. And when you have an army, you get noticed. Everyone notices the army. But if it's just you, eh, maybe not. So that's, again, that's the uh, the good word I hope that people will take away from this, this uh, podcast today is how can you start noticing your customers or the people that you want to do business with, the people that you want to serve? Start noticing them. And it's never a spammy way. It's just you sharing, hey, you know, let me tell you about what so-and-so is doing or, or let me share with you a win that Jan had. Or mm-hmm. If you start to do that in a generous way, in an abundance way, that, that's the right type of name dropping. Some people say, yeah, I want to name drop, and they name drop Richard Branson. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with name dropping Richard Branson, but he doesn't care. He doesn't need it. He's probably not going to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But when you notice your customer, they care. They appreciate it. They tell their friends and family. They tell their network. And that's the key to, to collaboration is you start with building a rapport. And over time, that rapport generates a reciprocity. But it doesn't happen unless you're willing to notice first. If you want to get noticed, start by being the noticer. Jared, I love it. This is really a quote, you know, like really inspiring. And I think you gave out some great tips on really how to start 
a community, a fan base, how to start even to build a network, how to get into the radar of, for example, influencers, people you want to do business with, but also your customers, your potential customers. You, you know, you really said make it about them, provide value, don't kind of self-promote too much in the sense like not, don't be salesy, really make it about them and you will get plenty of great things in return. And I really love it. And as you said, you also talk about it in the book that you said it's not really like, yeah, it's podcasting, good to great, but can really work. This mindset can really work for everything, a business, a blog, whatever it is, guys, that you're doing, really follow Jared's advice. And Jared, I want to ask you a little bit to elaborate more on community. If you have more tips on community, how to you know build an engaged community, because obviously you have really build a series of communities with Start the Dows podcast, with the podcast movement, which uh, last last year in August at the first podcast movement conference in Dallas. And this year it's going to be back from July 31st to August 2nd in Fort Worth in Texas. So can you, do you have any more, more tips on, you know, on how you can create a community, especially like the one of podcast movement that is really of incredibly big proportions. Well, the the podcast movement started by hearing what other people were saying. And we were at a conference called New Media Expo. Mm -hmm. This was January of 2014. So this was not that long ago. This was just over a year ago. (laughs) And being being at that event where there's some podcasters, that event is not focused on podcasting, but it has a, a track for podcasters. And I remember hearing multiple people on different occasions and different conversations saying, that they wished there was a podcast conference that was just specific to podcasters. And I had asked myself that same question, why does that not exist? And when I heard it from other people, that's when I knew, okay, this is the market saying what it wants. And whoever creates this and does it right is going to have success. Mm-hmm. And if uh, it's ignored, if I ignore it, someone else will do it. And I thought, okay, I don't know a lot about creating events. I don't know a lot about building a huge successful community. I, I don't have experience with that. But what I do know is I can get together a group of people, a small group of people, and the wisdom of the group collectively, if we get good advice and we take certain steps, we can walk through this process and figure this out. So I think the key there is is don't try to do everything just by yourself. Mm-hmm. Try to include other people. Try to work with other people that you trust. And trust is a huge thing. I, I've had other businesses, John. I, I worked with a gentleman um, who I thought I could trust. And it turns out several months later, he had embezzled money. And he had stolen money. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, I, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, I, I thought I could trust this guy. <laughs> so I've made mistakes, Jan, and and so that's a critical piece to this is when you collaborate, when you work with people, don't you know, don't just work with anyone. You need to be smart about that. You need to make sure you know you're you're teaming up with people that you trust and that you know are are uh, people of integrity. And um, you know, you got to be careful with that. But I uh, picked the right people. I, I got some uh, folks and went to them and said, "Hey, let's work on this." Uh, how do you feel about this? They were all excited about it. And then we went to different people who'd organized larger events and got advice from them. And those relationships existed, Jan, because of the podcast. I had Mm -hmm. had different guests on the show where I'd interviewed them and and I knew them. I could go to them and say, hey, can I call you? Can I have a phone call with you and talk about this? And they said yes. And once we had that conversation, 
Uh, the next step is to validate a business idea. And I can't stress this enough. This is called marketing before you manufacture. You always want to test an idea before you go and, and create it mm-hmm. full on because you don't know if the idea is going to make money. You don't know if it's going to be successful. And in the marketplace today with, you know, with internet and with different opportunities that exist, you can test before you ever create. Now, of course, you want to uh, have honesty and, and you don't want to say here, buy this and never create whatever <laughs> you're saying to buy. But with um, Podcast Movement, we used crowdfunding. We did a Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. and and everyone told us, you, in order to have a successful Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign, you have to have a big email list. You have to have the perfect video. <laughs> you know, there's all these hmm. things. There's this formula that you have to have. And we didn't have any of that, Jan. And there was a concern there. There was not a, a, a ton of examples of successfully funded campaigns for events. And that right there could have caused us to have more self-doubt and and walk away and say, this is not a, a good opportunity. We need to uh, not pursue this. But I knew better. I knew from having the podcast starve the doubts and conversations I had with people that if you if you're getting good advice and you <laughs> know what the market wants, take those steps. It's worth taking as long as you're responsible. And I think that's what, what fear really is, Jan, is fear is saying, are you prepared? Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just saying, are you prepared for this? And if you are prepared, then it does make sense to to be strategic and be responsible, but to take good steps. And so for us, Kickstarter was a great way to test an idea. We knew if people did not support the idea through a crowdfunding campaign, then we had no business creating an event. We didn't have a large email list, but we had a network of podcasters. We reached out to them. We asked them if, hey, will you be a speaker at this? Will you support this? Will you share it? Will you tell your network? (laughs) And we put it out there. We created a little video. We had someone uh, do a little cartoon video for us. I didn't spend a lot of money because we didn't have a budget for it, but we did the best we could with the resources that we had. We put out the campaign, and within nine hours, we had the minimum amount of money that we needed for the <laughs> successful campaign. And then 30 days later, we had it over, uh, you know, we had, I think, three times the amount we needed. And, and from there, we had enough validation. Okay. And it was interesting. Once we hit our numbers, Jan, uh, the community as a whole really got around it and supported it even more so after that happened because there were some people who were on the fence. There were some speakers that we were hoping to be involved that had told us no initially, but mm-hmm. when they saw that we made the money, Changed the their campaign, mind. <laughs> they all of a sudden it was, it was very interesting. You know, I, I won't name names, but someone came back to us and said, Hey, you asked me to be a keynote speaker. And at the time I said, no, but now that I've seen the momentum, I want to, I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And we were willing at the time, at the beginning, you know, we were willing to pay this person. We were going to pay them. We were going to fly them mm-hmm. in. We were going to do all that. And we had taken that budget, that money and reallocated it to other things once we had received a, an initial no. And then this person came back and said, no, I want to be involved now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, we can't pay you. You know, I mean, we'd love to have you, but we can't pay you. We were willing to pay you. You said no. And this person waived their honorarium fee and just, just to be a part of our event. <laughs> so I think that's a lesson, too, is, is just because people aren't on board initially doesn't mean that they're not going to come around later. And don't let that discourage you. Keep pursuing. Uh, keep validating that idea. And, and over time, some of these people who don't believe you right out of the gate, they're going to start to believe you as they see more momentum. And, and don't take that personally. Just realize that's part of life. That's part of business. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a way, it's kind of a compliment. So, But the, uh, just amazing things started happening. We did the event last August. Uh, that was August of 2014 in Dallas, Texas. And we had 600 podcasters attend an event that never existed 
it didn't exist and we created it and 600 people showed up and we got an amazing video on the website. It's podcastmovement.com. It's a YouTube video that one of our attendees created from the event. And if you sit there and watch that, you'll see the energy, you'll see the passion that, uh, you know, this group collectively. And, and I don't think that we're responsible for that other than we, we said, Hey, here's where we're all going to meet up. Here's the event we're all going to be at. But other than that, it was already existing uh, that momentum was already there, mm-hmm. and we were just able to harness that into one day, you know, or excuse me, a one weekend in an event. But that video is so cool to watch for anybody who's, uh, you know, even if you're not interested in podcasting, that's a cool video to see just how a community came together. So, um, but yeah, the podcast movement, I, I'd love to take full credit on that. I, I just kind of orchestrated the co founders, got us together, and then uh, the team collectively moved forward from there. And that was, uh, if we had not had the team, it wouldn't have come together. And now we're in year two, and uh, ticket sales are, are doing well, and, and we've got some amazing sponsors that would not give us the time of day in year one because mm-hmm. we weren't proven. But now they're ponying up, and, and we're selling you know big sponsorships and creating these cool opportunities and cool relationships with uh, big companies that are now joining us because we proved ourselves in year one. And, and again, uh, that goes back to some people aren't going to believe you initially. They're not going to buy in at first, and don't let that cause you to, to give up or don't let that cause you to not be willing to continue with the process. Just keep pursuing it because over time you become good enough and well-respected enough where the others will buy in. They will believe it. They will support it. And again, that, that's a form of uh, flattery. It's a form of appreciation, mm-hmm. but it, it takes time. You, you're not going to win everybody right out of the gate. You, you got to uh, build. And as you build, people start to believe. They start to catch the vision. Man, Jared, you're giving us so much food for thoughts. I'm really loving this conversation. And before we continue, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. Before I found out about Social Oomph, I would spend hours promoting my content on social media. Now with Social Oomph, I can easily schedule updates on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, put those on autopilot and let Social Oomph work its magic. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash social oomph to sign up and boost your social media productivity today. Jared, you're giving us so much food for thought. If we think about, you know, what you told us at the beginning that you started only two years ago with Started Doubts, and now you just told us about this big accomplishment of the podcast movement and what starting a podcast in the first place created, how many doors it opened for you. And, you know, I'm really happy for you. And I want to mention again the dates of this year's edition of Podcast Movement, July 31st until August 2nd in Fort Worth, Texas. You mentioned the video, the video with everything else we are are discussing now. It's going to be in the show notes. So your book, the link to Starve the Doubts, everything is going to be in the show notes. And guys, if you can't make it to Texas in July, at the end of July and beginning of August, and you're still interested in learning, you can purchase the virtual ticket because there is also the virtual aspect of podcast movement, you know, which I think is great. And I want to talk for a moment about the Business Podcast Summit. So the virtual summit you and Dan Franks organized at the beginning of this year. And I want to ask you for for some tips, you know, in in terms of organizing a summit or an event or a conference. 
what are the things you really, you know, if someone is listening and would like to do something similar, what are the things they should really keep in mind? Obviously, you already told us a few things, for example, like, you know, if you get a few no's, you shouldn't get discouraged. You should really look for people that you can trust. You can, you should look for building a solid team of people that, you know, really are all for collaboration. But do you have any other tip of perhaps, do you have any uh, challenge that you encountered that you want to share with us? My, my encouragement would be to keep things as simple as possible. Never overthink it. Um, if you overthink it, that can cause delays. That can cause uh, this <laughs> this mindset of, oh, it's got to be perfect. Well, then it's not perfect. So you, you just don't uh, <laughs> implement it or... It, it, I mean, it, what works for someone who's just starting out is uh, you could be as it could be as simple as, hey, whatever my focus is, my niche, my my area of the market, um, you get some fellow people who are credible, uh, maybe they're experts, and you invite them to be um, in an online setting where they can share their expertise on certain topics related to that, and you could pre-record it or you could do a, a live webinar style. And then uh, it could be as simple as you're saying here, um, buy a ticket to this event. Uh, you could use eventbrite.com. Uh, Eventbrite has great plugins that'll uh, connect with WordPress. So Eventbrite's a good place to start out. And um, I won't, I'm going to try to keep this as basic as possible, but you create an event and if it sells and then you actually do it, if it doesn't sell, then you refund the money. But we... Um, you know, you put it up and then it could be just as simple as a private Facebook group mm -hmm. where you create a private Facebook group and then each day of the online event, you're just putting out a link in that group for a webinar or if it's pre-recorded, you're just sharing that audio or that video in that private Facebook group for the people who are members of that group. So I, I, I know that's simple, but I think simple works and Facebook is, is free. It doesn't cost you anything. Eventbrite doesn't cost you anything. They have a, a fee that they attach, uh, you know, if people are actually buying the tickets but it, they take, you know, they take credit card. They do everything for you. They process all that. So they make it real simple and easy for you. Uh, they do affiliates as well. If that's something you're interested in, I won't get into that because uh, we can talk for two hours on that. But, <laughs> um, I, I think you try to keep it as simple as po possible, a private Facebook group. And then uh, you just share um, a webinar link. If it's a live event, if it's pre-recorded, then just share the content in the Facebook group or share the WordPress link with a <laughs> password protected page mm -hmm. if you're trying to, uh, keep it all super, super private, but uh, don't overthink it. Uh, don't make it too complicated. <laughs> it could be as simple as just a private Facebook group and an Eventbrite link. That could be as basic as it needs to be, and you'd still uh, be profitable and still provide value. Great tips, Jared. Again, thank you. You mentioned some resources. It's great. And like you said, you know, the simpler it is for, you know, the process to actually access the, the video or the content you put out, the better it is. And and I think that virtual summit are a relatively new phenomenon, but they're really picking up. I see that in, in many different niches or industries are really picking up. So guys, it's something that you should really think about if you if you maybe have a podcast and you would like to uh, engage more with the with the people you have interviewed, for example, if you have an interview based podcast or if you are part of a network and you want to organize uh, an event, definitely think about virtual summits. Still, there are other events with, for example, virtual ticket or online communities like uh, Podcasters Paradise that you and I are both part of. 
Yes. We, we've discussed this in the episode with uh, Kate Erickson. So guys, if you want to learn more about Podcasters Paradise, definitely check out the episode with Kate where we talked more about all the great things Podcasters Paradise is about. And Jared, I have to ask you to to give out some more tips on on podcasting and maybe like how to leverage collaboration to grow the podcast audience. I know that you're really all for collaboration. We we have really heard all the great things you do. We've mentioned your book, Podcasting Good to Great, how to grow your audience through collaboration. So obviously there you have more in-depth information, but do you have maybe something that you can share with us for a couple of minutes that can help all the podcast hosts out there? Yeah, the, the first thing ties back into what we were referencing earlier about being the noticer. So if you're just doing a solo show, a monologue where you're just talking on your podcast, and this is relevant also for bloggers or really anything, uh, video people, as, as mentioned, people who are listening to the show or that you want to listen, mention them throughout your podcast episode uh, in, a, in a nice way, in a abundance mindset way, and, and then tweet them or email them after the show and say, hey, I, I mentioned you on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is in most cases they go back and listen to it and they'll share it with their friends and family because they're excited you know, that you talked about them. And so I think that's one thing every podcaster could do just right now, uh, regardless of what type of show you're doing, whether it's interview or monologue, where you're just talking yourself, you can start mentioning, uh, appropriately mentioning people who are listening or people that you want to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think that will start to get those people engaged. And then another, uh, we've talked about interviews. Interviews are a great way to connect and grow your network. So interview other people. Um, don't try to interview Richard Branson. I know that sounds counterintuitive, <laughs> but Richard Branson, if he even if he says yes, he's not going to share your show. Most likely, mm-hmm. he's not going to tweet it out. He's not going to post it on Facebook. So it it does make sense to embrace someone who's a little bit further up the mountain than you, but not at the very top. And the reason for that is they they understand what it's like to be in your shoes, and they understand uh, what it takes to to kind of generate and grow. Um, so they are more likely to support you and help you. Uh, meaning they'll share it with their network. And that's what you want when you're starting out. You want people who are willing to to help you get the word out there. And when you share their story, they're more willing to do that. So uh, don't necessarily go for Richard Branson. Go for someone who's uh, who's climbing the, the mountain who's a little further above than, uh, or a little bit further ahead than you because those people seem to get it. Those people seem to be more gracious and generous. And if you can uh, build rapport and connection with those people over time, uh, those people get further and further up and, and they have greater influence and they're more willing to help you as you continue to grow. And, and you, of course, want to reciprocate that down the, mm-hmm. down the road as you continue to improve and, and grow your network. You're going to have other people that say, hey, Jan, I'd love to share your story uh, on what I'm doing. And, and you would hopefully want to uh, help those people as well because people have helped you. Uh, what I see is, is some people begin to, to get this <laughs> ego <laughs> when they get involved in online business, they have a little bit of success and get an ego and say, oh, I don't have time to help Jan. I don't, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no benefit to me helping Jan. And, and that's the wrong attitude. Like, I, I see a lot of people who develop that. And I understand when you're really, really successful and you really are uh, legitimately busy, you can't, uh, you can't be interviewed by everybody and you can't do everything. I totally understand that. But don't um, allow your ego to get so out of control that you're not willing uh, to still invest and still help people along the way because that's kind of what got you there. That That's an encouragement is, is stay level grounded and remember where you came from 
because as you grow, um, you have an, an awesome ability to influence more and more people, but mm-hmm. you also have the ability to turn off and turn away and repel more people if you're not, uh, you know, remembering where you came from and remembering what it takes uh, to get you to that point. So, uh, yeah, I think interviews are fantastic. And then there's there's other strategies I talk about in the book, like guest co-host. Sometimes it makes yeah. sense to bring on a guest co-host. That adds a dynamic to the interview that, that you don't have with just a one-on-one conversation. There's uh, opportunities like a mashup, which I go into more detail of how you can get a couple of shows together and then do like a webinar and then um, put the different episodes on each other's shows. And that allows the listener to go to a different podcast to listen to a particular portion or particular episode of the conversation and that's like cross-pollination of audiences mm-hmm. that there's a lot more detail in that and i talk about webinars i talk about teleconferencing uh, which seems like old technology but there's still some really <laughs> cool uses for that in in this day and age in, in podcasting so uh you know and then just doing local meetups having a facebook community just trying different things um to to uh support and reach out with community members. Uh, if you're not in a certain area and you can't attend a local meetup, that doesn't mean you can't be a part of a Facebook group. That's exactly. that's very niche and very specific and you, you can still connect with people in that group. So there's opportunities both online and offline. And, and I talk about these things in the book. These are things that really will help you grow your influence and grow your network and increase the visibility of your business. And they're not too time consuming. I have a wife. I have a four-year-old daughter. I have responsibilities, <laughs> and yet I'm able to to have a healthy balance and and do these things. Um, and, I, and again, I'm not trying to push a 99 cent book on you, <laughs> but there is uh, a, a short. It's about an hour and a half that that it would take for you to read it, and we go through a lot of this stuff that Jan's referring to. And I, I think it's a good investment for somebody who's real serious about growing their influence in 2015. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. And as I said, I really think that the, that your book is for those who are starting out, but even for those who have a podcast and are thinking about how they can grow it, how they can reach more people. Really, I think it's the, as I said on Amazon, when I checked before this interview was less than two bucks. So really it's a, it's a great investment. And guys, if you're on Twitter, make sure to look for Jared. You can find him at Jared Easley and it's spelled J-A-R-E-D. E-A-S-L-E-Y, Jared Easley, and make sure to connect with him. Give him a shout out on Twitter for all the tips and the inspiration he has shared today with us here on the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast and really for everything he's doing for the podcasting community. As I said, podcast movement and Starve the Doubts podcast, as well as your book. Jared, really, what can I say? Thank you so much for being here with us today and telling us more about what we should think about and what to keep in mind when we want to build and grow a community, a fan base, and an audience. Really, thank you, man. Jan, you're in the right place at the right time. And, and <laughs> I know there's challenges in being an entrepreneur, but the opportunities are growing every day uh, for people who really want to pursue what they're passionate about and want to pursue what their uh, dream is and, and something that provides value to others. And, and don't be afraid to be responsible, but to take steps. And as long as you're taking steps and you're being smart about it, that's how you get in the game. And that's how you start to win. You cannot win unless you're in the game. Hey, man. Thanks, Jared. Okay, everybody, we are back. Jared, thank you again for being here with us today, for everything you do for the podcasting community and for your tips on how to build a revving community. I really appreciate it. And guys, I mentioned earlier, I want to remind you again that you find the show notes 
with the links to everything Gerard and I have talked about at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 11, including his book, Podcasting Good to Great. I quickly want to tell you a couple of things about that book because it's a great book. As I said during the interview, it costs, I think, not even $2, but it's a great investment. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, or even if you already have a podcast, you should definitely grab a copy because Jared really has some great tips. Even for me, this is my second podcast. I've been hosting the Music Business Podcast, Vijay Spotlight, for about about a year now. I think it's been almost a year. And even though I read the book months after I launched my podcast, I still learned a lot. So again, make sure to go to the show notes at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 11, where you find the book. And you also find the link to Jared's guide to find out how he meets some of the most influential people in the world and make meaningful connections and how you can do that as well. So that that is there as well in the show notes. And we've talked about podcasting quite a lot on this episode. Obviously, Jared is a podcaster. We talked about podcast movement and podcasting is going to be the topic of next episode, episode number 12. So if you really want to learn more about podcasting, you should definitely check episode 12 out. I'm Yanni Lunga. You've listened to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.